This is Digital Marketing. Hello and welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Snavely. In episode 138, not too long ago, cleverly titled, Is Instagram Dying?, I talked a lot about the future of social media with a panel of some of our brightest social media minds at Digital Marketer. And surprise, surprise, TikTok came up a lot. So this week, I invited Maya Hughley back onto the podcast to go a little bit deeper. It's a super casual conversation about TikTok, how brands are using it, some of the features and trends you can use to your advantage, and a few of the misconceptions about the app. So Maya is super smart. She has some great advice, some great insights here. So let's get into it. Maya, welcome back to the Digital Marketer Podcast. Thank you. I am so excited to be back. Yeah, we we got so much interest in the Is Instagram Dying episode. And I think, funnily enough, what most of that episode was about was TikTok. Absolutely. So, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely only talked about TikTok. Yeah. So that's why I thought it would just be perfect to have you come on. You had so, so many great insights about just social media as someone on the, the younger end of the generational spectrum. A beautiful way to put that. <laughs> beautiful phrasing. Yeah. For people listening, this is not necessarily going to be about how to use TikTok as a marketer. Right. Yeah. What What are your initial thoughts about like where we can take this conversation? I think a lot of people are looking for the the how do I use it personally. And I find that a lot of people want, and I can't blame them. They want very specific instructions. They want, mm-hmm. I do this and this and this, and then 10,000 people follow me. They buy my stuff. I'm coaching them now. And TikTok does not offer that at all. I feel like Instagram offers it a little bit more. Facebook has their guides for marketers. They're wanting that. TikTok is wanting that. They're wanting advertisers. I think they're wanting marketers, but that guide is not there yet. And so I think there are some general strategies that people can be using and applying. But in terms of like people looking for the, this is how I make a video. This is how I post it. This is how I get the maximum reach. It's still trial and error. Like it's still figuring it out individually. Yeah. So from a, I guess, consumer standpoint, what are some of the first things, those best practices that you see successful accounts implementing and that don't make, and here's what I think the important thing is, Mm -hmm. that aren't cheesy and don't Mm -hmm. make you look out of touch? Absolutely. I think one of the simplest things that is most effective on TikTok right now is TikTok has a function called stitching where you can take a section of someone else's video and reply to it directly. Uh, I think it's a maximum of like 10 seconds. So the key for making videos like that, if you're going to make a video that you want people to stitch, you want people to interact with in that way is, and it's also key even if you're not doing that, but getting all of your information in like a very quick soundbite and then elaborating on it because people are looking for those those chunks. So it's already short form video, but if you can get your premise in 10 seconds and then spend the rest of the video going in depth, people respond really well to that. It's a quick way to just like structure a TikTok that might be different than how you might structure an Instagram or 
you might be used to like bearing the lead. Like you're trying to keep people to the end of the video with TikTok. It's like they might still look you up if even if they only saw the first 10 seconds, if what you said was worth it. So mm-hmm. bearing the lead doesn't really doesn't really get you anywhere. Yeah, I mean, it reminds me just of the advice we give on landing pages. You know, it's kind of your above the fold mm-hmm. for a video. Absolutely. Yeah. And in terms of content, a lot of the things that work well on Instagram still work well on TikTok. Even turning text posts into videos, I definitely see a lot of ranking, a lot of these are the top five things you need to know, tip videos, those work really well. Honestly, and this is just totally my advice, people will hear advice from other people, but as a company or as a marketer going to TikTok, I don't think your first step or your first focus should be on using sounds and using music. I think mm-hmm. that can get really cringy really quick if you're trying very, like to hop on a trend. I think you can do it once you figure out the lay of the land, once you get a feel for what's going on. But I think a lot of people go directly to, I need to use this number one trending sound. Like this is the sound that's trending. I need to figure out how to fit this into my business. And like uh, WAP maybe doesn't need to be in your TikTok catalog. <laughs> like that's maybe for, not the for, best fit. For the people who are so new to TikTok, could you explain what you're, what, yes. what you're talking about with the sounds and the music? Absolutely. Why is, what is that? So TikTok originally started as an app called Musical.ly where people would lip sync to songs. And that was basically the whole purpose of the app. It grew out of that into sort of like a Vine comedy, but it still kept that musical element. So a lot of TikToks that trend are involving songs, pieces of songs, and using those songs to make jokes or using those lyrics to make a point. And so it's very, very audio oriented, which related one thing that I'm seeing come up a lot is people that are hard of hearing trying to use TikTok. That has been an issue. And so captioning has been a huge thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that's something that Instagram has seen and has tried to, I mean, get a leg up on TikTok on. Instagram will automatically, they have some automatic captioning features for Reels. But if you're familiar with Reels, you're pretty much familiar with TikTok. If you're familiar with Vine, it's similar, it's longer, and it's way more musical. Yeah. So... How do you know that something is still on trend and how do, how fast do things fall out of fashion? Cause I'll say, Ooh. I mean, I was on it just not too long ago and the whole thing was the Curtis Waters song, Stunnin'. Mm-hmm. You would see people doing their different outfits and whatever, these viral memes, like yes. video memes. I guess the best way I can explain it for anybody who's still like, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> if you remember like the bucket, the ice bucket challenge. Yes. Okay. Yes. Take that and then put it on an app and everyone is trying to do it because it gets you a lot of attention. It just inspires creativity. The frozen challenge where everyone was like going, doing one single shot down like a hallway and mm-hmm. like the entire school would be frozen. Like that is what's happening on TikTok, but it's happening even faster. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's 2021 planking like it is. Yeah. <laughs> that is 100 percent correct. And it's been funny recently, too, because I've seen a lot of nostalgia on TikTok mm. for early quarantine, which was not even a year ago. Wow. But 
the music that people were using in their TikToks don't get used anymore. So you can hear a song from March 2020 and be like, oh, that takes me back because that's not a trend. (laughs) That's not a song that people are making TikToks with anymore. Mm -hmm. So it does go very, very fast. And in terms of knowing when something is still on trend, when it's still going, it's honestly nearly impossible, (laughs) I would say. And... Part of the thing is to everyone interacts with content differently. So the things that end up in front of you are going to be very different than the things that end up in front of someone else. So if you super engage with a trend, you may end up with that trend for longer Mm -hmm. than someone else does. And so going off of your own feed might not tell you as much as you think it does about what's happening on the rest of TikTok in front of other audiences. I think part of the best way to see if you are on trend doing something that's just so old so cringy is just watching tiktoks and i know Mm. a lot of people have a very visceral reaction because they're like i don't want to do that that's there's the people that are like i know i'm going to get addicted and this is going to take up way too much of my time and they're the people yeah (laughs) yeah they're the people that are like "Mm, it's not for me i'm just never i'm never going to watch i think if you're going to Try it as a marketer. You just, you got to suck it up and you got to watch. And you're going to see a lot of stuff that you're like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to make that. This trend is stupid. I'm not going to learn how to dance. And that's totally fine. (laughs) You don't have to, but I think it's really the only way. And then you do just have to be quick. You have to be quick. If you see something and think of an idea, you just got to, you got to hop on before you can't wait a week to be like, oh, let me get this and this and this. It's like, I think the whole idea is pulling out your phone and making something almost diary style and then just hoping it connects with people. What about, you bring up a good point about just being in the moment and doing something when it it feels right to you. And, And I think what I see a lot of accounts doing is trying to recreate. So if they, they do have some kind of success, something like kind of blows up, goes viral or whatever. Mm -hmm. I see their account trying to recreate that magic over and over with like a similar series or they always end up coming back Mm -hmm. to it or reposting it. What are the rules around how to, is that something you should be doing or is that a sad look? I think that option is out there. I don't think it's necessarily frowned upon to lean into what you've had success with, the type of video you've had success with. I think where it gets to be too much is when it's either the exact same video, like literally just reposting. I think that gets frowned upon. Or if it is like word for word, but like different sound, different background, like people will notice that. But in terms of like people that are creating content It almost has like a YouTube element of like, you can have a niche and you can continue to make content in that niche over and over again. The biggest one, well, the one that I get a lot is book talk, people reviewing books. Mm -hmm. That that's it. The jokes are about books. It's jokes about reading. I see the same joke about like losing your place or like jumping ahead in the book with like (laughs) a different sound or a different lyric. (laughs) It doesn't bother people. Like they will see the same joke over and over again. Occasionally you get into the like, oh, so-and-so made this first. Like, and that has been a huge social media issue in general, where it's like, what's an original idea anymore? And like, can two people have the same idea for content? 
And I think most marketers are like, yeah, totally. Two people can absolutely think of the same list of things for content. They can think of the same idea. And I think social media has forced people to just like embrace that. But they also do expect some, at least authenticity. I think when it comes to repurposing your own content, the same rules apply on TikTok that kind of apply other places where it's like, If you're going to repurpose it, it has to be valuable. It has to be not changed, but like at least updated for the repost. If something has happened, don't just keep posting the same thing. Like make sure that it's as up to date as possible. But, you know, there's YouTube accounts that will only tell true crime stories over and over again. Same voice, Mm -hmm. same details, same. And TikTok accounts will do it too. Hmm. Interesting. Hashtags hashtags let's let's talk about the what i think is the most recommended Uh and the most probably not good advice anymore yeah the hashtag fyp hashtag for you page could you first Uh explain what this hashtag does yes almost nothing (laughs) so hashtags in general i think has since the the onset of social media it was like a have to have like if you're building a social media platform you got to hashtag stuff because that was a way for people to categorize find things it was eventually that became the joke like the jokes were in the hashtag you could make one long hashtag that was funny to you and it wasn't categorizing anything for tiktok specifically the most use of hashtags i see are for brands trying to get people to do challenges or to do something or to enter a sweepstakes. I'm trying to think of a name brand example, but like hashtag Taco Bell challenge. Like you'll see Mm -hmm. like a a hashtag like that and the content will have absolutely nothing to do with it. They didn't even look at what they wanted on that hashtag. They just (laughs) saw that it was trending, stuck it underneath their video, called it a day. I don't know... I personally, as a user of TikTok, don't ever search by the hashtags. I am probably more likely to do that on Instagram because it is a little more geared towards the content. People are more likely to put relevant hashtags on their posts. With TikTok, it is decoration. Like, I really don't understand. And I wish, honestly, if I could ask TikTok, that would be one of the first questions. It's just, why? It's just why. Why are we doing this? But yeah, For You page, I don't think has any bearing on if you end up on more For You pages. I don't know that it really, it's not, it's too broad of a category for people to ever look for you there. And I don't think TikTok really takes that into account in terms of putting your video in front of people. I would recommend it for people that have a specific niche and specifically a business niche. I do think it's helpful because for people like me that are out there looking for specific tips, specific things, uh, like hashtag copywriting helps a lot. That'll get Mm -hmm. me somewhere. So I think it really depends on how well used that hashtag is and what kind of people you're trying to get to find you. Because uh, if you're doing copywriting tricks or on, on TikTok as your niche and you hashtag copywriting, people can find you that way. If you're hashtagging Walmart for their Walmart sweepstakes, it's, it's not helpful. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So a lot of what I've heard seems to be 
the best way someone can probably get involved, someone being marketer or brand, is to do something that requires interactivity. Mm -hmm. So creating a challenge, creating a stitched duel. What are they called? Mm -hmm. A duet. Doing a duet with someone, creating some kind of a challenge, joining some kind of a challenge. Uh, Do you have any specific advice for those three things? Absolutely. So I think what works really well on TikTok is finding like-minded people so that you can bounce your content off of each other. So when one person creates a duet, you can respond to them vice versa. So if you have like marketers you know are on there, other people posting marketing content, and they're asking something like, duet this with your number one copywriting hack. You have immediate content that Mm. you can make you can respond with each other. You can keep it going for as long as you want. So I think that's really good is finding those people, which is funny because TikTok feels a little bit anonymous. So it's weird to go seeking that out, but I promise they're there. The other thing I would say is there are certain trends that are not music related that are very easy for people to create kind of stitches, duets with. One that I've seen recently is people will ask the, Jenna, you've probably seen this, even if you don't know you have, it's the uh, tell me your blank without telling without me your blank. telling me your blank, yeah. That will work perfectly for marketers. There's so much like job content on TikTok that it's like, tell me you're a marketer without telling me a marketer. And now it's like, you're making copywriting jokes, you're making coffee jokes, you're just making like working late hours jokes. And like, that's a way mm-hmm. to bring like some levity into it. But at the same time, I feel like people think everything needs to be funny because that does get a lot of engagement. But if you can get people answering questions in your comments or reacting to something in your comments, even if it's so serious, like that to me is just as equally valuable as making them laugh. Because sometimes they'll like, oh, that's funny and then move on. But mm-hmm. if it's something where they're answering a question for you there in the comments, even which, you know, can get a little dicey, but getting them to argue, if you can get people to disagree in the comments, like then you have something that you can respond to, which is another thing, another feature that TikTok has, which I'm not sure Reels does, it might, but when people comment, if there's a comment you want to respond to, you can turn that into a new video and mm-hmm. it'll link back to the old video where the comment came from. So if you can get people saying things in your comment, you can go through and respond to specific people and make that a whole new video. And it's a very quick way to just like keep your content going. Hmm. Hey, DM listeners, did you know that you can generate leads from Instagram without using any landing pages or websites? If you're not sure what I'm talking about, Instagram actually allows businesses and influencers to set up automations to automatically capture leads through the Instagram inbox. So this means that you can generate leads for your business all using 100% automated Instagram messages. And the good news is our friends at Bot Builders can show you exactly how to do it. They're an industry leader and these guys have landed some of the biggest clients in the world. So if you want to learn how to use Instagram automation to generate leads, go check out their free training at botwebinar.com. They'll show you exactly how it works. You'll see a live demo and also how you can start using their pre-built templates to start going after big clients yourself. Once again, that's botwebinar.com. That's super smart. What about some visual visual trends? I know, for example, I mean, just an obvious one is like the, 
I don't even know what you would call it. Like perspective jumping. You know, you put yeah. the, your hand in front of the camera and then you yes. bring it up and now uh, you're in front of the camera. You put it on there again and now you're like 10 feet away. Yeah. TikTok is, I will at least say the younger people on TikTok, which I don't consider myself. And TikTok doesn't consider me either. They think I'm old. They are very into transitions, which is that perspective hopping or like spinning your head around so it looks like your head is just going around your shoulders like an owl just like mm. weird camera tricks i find them confusing <laughs> i find them mesmerizing honestly like i like to watch it i some people that is their whole thing is just coming up with new transitions as they call it yeah. coming up with new ideas on how to transition to other things if you're telling me something that is the most distracting thing in the world i think transitions by themselves are normally just set to music there's no information or you're like changing outfits you're changing hair trying to do that in information is way too much and that's not something i think anyone would want or expect i think visually captions are huge people really really want to know that you care that things are captioned. Even people that aren't hard of hearing sometimes just watch TikTok on mute. I've done it mm-hmm. before where you're just like, I'm only watching things that I can read. I think, honestly, when it comes to like quality of video, I don't think HD is nice, but like brand spanking new camera is not necessary. I think the same kind of nice smartphone quality that you give to Instagram is easily applied to TikTok. Unless you just for whatever reason have very jittery video, that's an issue. But like, I don't think it's a huge concern of a super polished kind of quality video. But yeah, other than that, like people are interested in seeing other people's lives and seeing other people's days as they are. I think Instagram is a lot more like, can't post this picture until I clean my background, until I have a nice sunset a little bit more TikTok is more about just like this is where I work this is what's currently on my desk I don't think like having a super clean space behind you or anything like that it's more visually interesting to just like Mm -hmm. be yourself in your office or wherever you are and I think people connect with that a lot better on TikTok interesting I didn't even realize that yeah I think there is space for the luxury lifestyle kind of like i don't think anyone's gonna turn down like videos of a beautiful town but part of the fun of tiktok has been you're scrolling on your for you page and there's just someone who lives in a small town in germany and they're going Mm -hmm. to get coffee and like this is what their street looks like and this is what they do and that's just like randomly in your day whereas instagram you're instagram you're really working within your own network they have the explore page but It's more about the people that you know, what they're doing, uh, the people that you want to know, what they're doing. And TikTok really brings an element of just surprise that like you don't, you really don't know what's next when you scroll. And Mm. just sometimes it's someone just doing everything they do in a day. They're taking you on a picnic. One of my favorite TikToks, whose name I cannot remember, he goes on adventures. He's Canadian. And he'll be like, do you want to go to a brewery? Never mind, you're coming with me. And he'll Mm -hmm. just take the camera. He goes to a brewery. He goes for a run. He'll go on a hike. And you're just like a person in his pocket. And like people engage with that content so much and so well. It helps that he's attractive. But (laughs) people just love going on adventures. Yeah. One of my favorites. And 
like I said, I, I'm not allowed, I don't allow myself to have the app because Mm -hmm. I've had it before and I spent too long on it, but I'll go back and just check what he has. But it's a guy who runs a fake fantasy tavern and he, he like Mm -hmm. does recipes, but he also just will buy interesting equipment. So he's like building a world. So I feel like there's, there's like real world and then like world building and kind of two Absolutely. different sides. And I feel like the the cottage core trend is a little bit more mm-hmm. world building. Yes. You know, there's like recipe TikTok and all that stuff that's more just like real world, real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I think both of those coexist in a really weird way and kind of like a, well, not even weird. It's a cool way that those two things coexist that there is a fantasy world inside of TikTok where they're mm-hmm. creating something new. And then there is just the, here's what I buy on Amazon to make my kitchen more functional. And it's just yeah. very real. But what's what's interesting to me is like how Instagram is, is this combination of both. It's the highlight reel from the real world. It's not, mm-hmm. a, it's, you're not doing a fantasy. Very doing curated real, life. real world. As if it's, yeah, curated yeah. real life. But TikTok kind of separates those mm-hmm. entirely. What is something that you feel like marketers, business owners absolutely need to know about TikTok? I think that marketers, business owners, people with jobs that are looking at TikTok, like, what do I do with this? I think the most important thing to keep in mind, whether you have one or not, is that And this kind of extends to every social media, but they all have their own culture. Like this is a culture that you're entering into and it does take some time to figure that out. If you're only doing Facebook and you're flirting with the idea of TikTok, it's like being in America and visiting Spain. Like there's Mm -hmm. some rules that you should look into. You might want to like dip your toe in a little bit, do some research before you're fully just like, I'm moving to Spain right now. Like there are, they're very different cultures. There's a very different vibe. I don't think TikTok is something to necessarily be afraid of. I do feel like there is a lot of fear when it comes to TikTok. And I mean fear in the sense of using it. For people that are concerned with security, that's all valid. I absolutely, like if that's your issue, I would say yes, we probably we should all be concerned a little bit. I don't think that's just a TikTok concern. That's most social medias, so not TikTok specific. But if your fear is getting on the app, engaging with the app, looking like an idiot, I think TikTok leaves a lot of room for getting comfortable, improving. And honestly, when starting out, you won't have the reach yet. And that gives you a little bit of freedom to mm-hmm. try more things. I definitely see a lot of accounts that spent months just posting for themselves and their friends videos with like a handful of likes on them. They have one video that goes absolutely viral and now people are going through the rest of their account. And mm-hmm. now those videos are something that they're seeing. So it may work out, it may not, but I think it's, it's not a platform where it's all or nothing and you need to come in the most polished you've ever been. I think it's something that you can test out, decide how you feel about it, sit it down, come back to it. I think that was more than one thing, but. No, yeah, I think it can be more than one thing. I think that's really good advice. One thing I hear 
so often, and actually it's a question that we get and engage the digital marketer community engage all the time. Is my audience on blank or should I try blank? A huge objection to TikTok just in general is my audience isn't a teenager, mm-hmm. so they're not on TikTok. Yeah. So I shouldn't have to worry about this. Is that something that's true? Yeah. I mean, that is something I see a lot and hear a lot is like what I am wanting people to engage with the content I'm trying to make is not of interest to the under 18s, the under 30s, like that's not my crowd. And that's the only thing that's there. And I think that's a misconception. They definitely are there. They're definitely the largest chunk of the platform, but it does not mean everyone else is not. I think what surprises people a lot is I'm on TikTok. Both of my parents are like, they send me TikToks. My mom sends me things where she's like, I saw this, they got it on Amazon. Like, what do you think about this product? And it's like, if you're an affiliate marketer, that's a great opportunity right there. Um, Mm -hmm. Like there's little things like that, but in general, I think there is representation of every sort of age group, every sort of interest. It surprised me a lot to see how people like self-segment. I think TikTok really is a case study in just like automated targeting. Like the more you interact, the more you get put into new buckets. And I think that is something that a marketer can really work with and appeal to. And 12-year-olds will segment themselves out of your content. They are not going to interact with it. They don't want to see it. And TikTok makes it easy for it to... They're like, oh, 12-year-olds don't like this? Let's try putting it in front of 35-year-old people complaining about work. That's a segment right there where if you're selling something or trying to get them to a lead magnet that's going to make work easier for them, that is the perfect segment for you. And TikTok helps you get there by Mm. testing it in front of people and then seeing who's engaging with it. So yeah, for people that just firmly believe their audience isn't there, I would say that you're probably wrong. There may be a case in which you're right, but you're probably wrong. Even like for people that are like, I do plumbing. Like people will watch you fix sinks, toilets. They watch home renovations. Like they want tips. If you can teach even the young kids, how to unclog a toilet, like they will watch that. And that's content that could lead them to reaching out to you. So I think your audience is possibly there. You have to get there to find out about it. But your audience is probably there. Don't discount the, the older people that are on the app because they're open to hearing from you, I would say. And final question, what do you do after you have this audience, what can you do with it? Can you send out links? Where do you send them to? Are you trying to sell stuff? Like, what do you see brands yes. doing that seems to be working? That is, I think, probably the ultimate TikTok question right now because TikTok is trying to get more advertising, more marketers, more businesses. And one of the things that I hate about the platform is how hard links are to use. So if you have a link in your bio, it opens like within the app and it's a little bit harder Mm. to navigate. It's a little ugly. I do probably see them fixing that in the near future, considering how many brands do want to work with them. Yeah. But I would say 
the easiest thing to do is have like a link tree or like a simple landing page in your bio. Or if you have a very well curated Instagram that speaks directly to you and what you're doing, link them to your Instagram. And that might be an easier platform to get them to your final destination, whatever that may be. I think lead magnets probably can work pretty well. If there was a video that's like, I need more information on this. Like here are my top 10 tricks if you want more. Or one thing that also works really well on TikTok is making part twos and threes. So you start with one really good video, people engage with it. You do the whole like for a part two, you get them the part two. And then at that point they're hooked. So if your part three is somewhere else, if it's a download, if it's on Instagram, I think people at that point will follow your train of thought. But yeah, I think the if you are selling a product, it's honestly probably easier than if you're selling information because it's a lot easier to show them physically how something works and get them asking for it. I've seen people start t-shirt businesses because they had a really good idea. They put the t-shirt on TikTok and people are like, where can I buy it? I want it. How do I get it? So (laughs) if you have something like a Shopify or something like that, that's really quick to be like, this is the inventory. This is why you should have it. I think you'll like it because, and people in the comments are like, cool. Yes, please. I Mm. want it. I saw some people doing, they'll do things. It's like a poor me strategy. And it's kind of like, I'm just trying to get my Etsy out there and my Etsy is going to be shut down or stuff like that. And they try to send people to their crochet page or whatever. I have definitely seen it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you recommend that strategy? (laughs) So those videos are some of the videos where I see the meanest comments. Mm. TikTokers, people on TikTok can be very mean. It has a little bit of YouTube comment section energy. If you've ever just watched a very, very nonchalant, plain YouTube video and scrolled to the comments and seen people (laughs) arguing about politics, like TikTok can have that energy sometimes. And I think the strategy of do something for me because I'm sad and I'm asking you to is very rarely effective. (laughs) I think do something for me because it's really good. I'm really talented can work, but I still think the best is buy this from me because you want it. And I think most marketers will agree with that. But yeah, there's, I've definitely seen The way I've seen it work is making it, telling the story, and occasionally that is a sad story where my business got shut down because X, Y, Z, but I'm so passionate about doing this. And it's like, if that's your story, I, and it feels like your story, people will Mm -hmm. respond well to that. But if you're like scraping the bottom of the barrel to come up with things that people should pity you for so that they'll buy the thing... I think they can see that a mile away. Yeah. Just general good marketing advice. I just wanted to address it. I don't think anyone listening to this podcast, people in our community would ever try anything like that, but I've just seen it. And yeah, I mean, it would be crazy if uh, I was like, oh yeah, that works. No, that's, that's the perfect marketing strategy for TikTok. (laughs) Well, Maya, this is great information. Thank you so much for offering your TikTok insight. 
Of course, I am happy to do it and happy to engage with people on TikTok. If they've got any any thoughts, if they disagree with me, find me in a TikTok comment section. We can argue about it. <laughs> Where can they find you? I am trying to do more on my LinkedIn. So my LinkedIn, I believe, is Maya D. Hughley. Same as my Instagram, same as my Twitter, not the same as my TikTok. I am, I am secret and I am anonymous. Uh, but yeah, Maya D. Hughley, most places. Perfect. Cool. Well, thank you so much for an incredible conversation. Woo! Woo. And to those of you listening, it means so much to have a little bit of your day each week. And we'll see you same time, same place next week. Goodbye. Bye. Hey, DM listeners, if you're running a Black Friday or Cyber Monday special, listen up, because Digital Marketer just released our Canva holiday promo pack. It includes almost 200 templates that you can use to make the graphics for all your upcoming holiday specials and three unique design themes for each holiday. The promo pack is usually $27, but you can get it today for free. Check the show notes for the link to download, or you can go directly to digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates. That's digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates.